Meltdown presents The Disney Click with Rick and Briars. This podcast is sponsored by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. Find Meltdown on meltcomics.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Disney Click with your hosts. I'm Rick. And I am Briars. Hey guys. Welcome back. Yep. We're happy to be here. Hope you are too. What do we have on this fine show, Briars? On this fine show, we have our top five. And uh, this time it is top five Disney villains. We're going dark. Right? Isn't that as, exciting? As dark, as dark as we possibly can. Just in time for the holidays. Yeah. Bring in Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, holiday Happy cheer. New Year. Let's talk about villains. The characters we, that we, bring the darkness. We are about a, a month and a half late here, you realize. Halloween. Oh, right? yeah. No, mm-hmm. Just saying. <laughs> Other shows are talking about Christmas and Star Wars. Not and us. We're going to be talking Not about the Disney villains. Click. Yeah. We're dark. No, it's just, it's fun. <laughs> They're fun characters and. Sometimes, you know, they fly under the radar, and there's usually one, if not more, in every film. So there's... Absolutely. I, yeah. I agree. A lot to mine from. Okay. And then um, after that, we're going to do a little segment um, called... Well, what, do we have a name for it? Well, it's kind it? of a throwback, throwback. The Disney Vault or something. Disney I'm not Vault. sure. I don't know if it would be mm. Disney Vault exactly, but um, it's... it's uh, what would you call it? A... Disney World 25 years later or 25 years previous? <laughs> a prior? quarter century ago. Yeah. Oof. Uh, I have a a guidebook um, from Steve, is it Birnbaum? Am I saying that I right? I believe that's right. Uh, yeah, Steve Birnbaum, I, he's writes some good guidebooks. He wrote a Walt Disney World official guidebook, um, and we have a 1990 version of that. And um, we've done a little... A little research and just to kind of see, you know, what was different exactly before it's 2016, um, 25 years ago. Um, not much. Not much has changed, though, right? It's Walt Disney World still in Florida. And well, the, the sun's basics still are the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And there's a Magic Kingdom still. Uh, yeah, Magic. Every okay. well, yeah, I, Magic I Kingdom was around. That's my my joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's not. Brian yeah, is not, not picking it. up on my dry <laughs> humor, if you can call it humor, but. Yes. But we're still best friends. Besties for life. For life. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind of fun. And I love there's a lot of black and white photos. I don't know if they were on a, a budget um, or if, if that was just how they rolled in 1990. Who needs color printing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just fun and uh, to, to compare. There, there's color in the guidebook, mind you. It's just not the pictures are not. <laughs> I see some orange, just red going on. Oh there yeah, like each each park purple is is themed by a color, yes, and I, I didn't I didn't read too deep into those colors. Right. I know so we're I didn't fascinating you here with our our breakdown of the colors from the Walt Disney World. Everyone's going to want a copy of this. I know, book. like, like too oh bad. my gosh, I can't wait for this episode. It's limited edition. Yeah, yes. um, we'll be sure to uh, get a photo of it up on Instagram and, right. and Twitter um, along when this episode right. comes out. Right, and I want I just want to I want to. Uh, start real quick with this episode. We are but we are recording this uh, mm. a, the day of or the day before Star Wars opens nationally on the 18th. Mm. So 
um, we, while everybody else is going to be talking about Star Wars and, mm-hmm. and how it was, and we are a little bit ahead of the game here. So I, I'm going to see it shortly at the Man's Chinese Theater, but we are not going to be talking about our feelings mm-hmm. of the new Star Wars like everybody else. So I, maybe for that, I maybe people might feel like there's some... You know, oversaturation. So we'll give you a break. That's right. You want a break from Star Wars? And we couldn't spoil Listen it this anyway. Episode. I, that I wouldn't want to spoil. Yeah, I wouldn't never. Want to spoil oh my Force gosh. Awakens. Um, no. But I'm very excited for it, and it's it's you know it's getting very good reviews. Uh, you know, last I checked, it was uh, over I think 90 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and people seem to be loving it, and calling it you know exactly what the fans wanted and the throwback. And JJ's done well, done, done well, Mr. Abrams. You know? So it's uh, you know. I feel like Briars. I I like J.J. Abrams, but I kind of feel like Briars doesn't want to insult the directors because those are the people who are going to get the jobs to to Briars someday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I truly think J.J.'s. Give me a director you don't like. Wonderful. A big director now you don't like. Just oh curious. gosh, um, I'm putting you on the spot. Too. I know, and all I'm thinking of is like is films I do like. I I'm. We were just speaking about um, um, David O. Russell. Not a big fan. Yeah, I mean his movies feel rushed to me like they were made quickly and if you read about them they were <laughs> so so it feels how they're made okay okay that's good yeah i was just curious feels if, like if you had... he threw the script together and let his actors improvise half right. the lines and that's what okay. happened well that's not the Sorry, case with D-O-R. Uh, with the force awakens Guess i'm not going to be your next muse after right. j-law yeah that's the case oh, well. with the force awakens a lot of uh sold out uh shows mm-hmm. for weeks in, in la at least they're, they're sold out for weeks on end and people this is just a phenomenon and and uh it's I, this, exciting. I really think this is going to break really the, the record the domestic record which i think is over 600 million by titanic i want to say i think it's oh domestic it's held domestic. that record for that long That's yes amazing. i believe it's still well it was people have to see it time and time again it's mm-hmm. got to be at the top of the box office very few films can do that i think now that in this people market. want to return and see and yes. spend the money and this yeah. people are going to want to go back and this see it again it. It's like you almost it, have to see it in to different see it. versions. See it in 3D. See it in IMAX. Yeah, see you, it just straight up. You almost you almost have to see it. It feels like it's like you're not American. You're un-American yeah, if you don't I, see this. I it feels am, like I'm not saying I I feel that mm-hmm. way, but it kind of feels that way to me. Yeah, I'm busy and can't see it in the first 48 hours, maybe 72, and I feel like I can't leave my house or talk to people that I'm gonna be. Behind the times, <laughs> like right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel I, a little. If any yeah. film deserves it, it's probably this one. Truth, truth be told, uh, I get it, and the I, height I'm deserves a big, the height. Yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I joke a lot on on uh, you know on tw- Twitter about it, and so it's it's. Uh, but I mean, this is so many people's childhood and memories, and and means so much to them as far as a film go. It, it's. Uh, you know, Jaw- sadly, Jaws- my childhood is the first three. So this right. is oh, it's I'm like sorry. we're writing the ship, though. No, it yeah. feels it feels like in my lifetime we're fixing right. that. But like Jaws nice. and Star Wars are kind of the beginning of the blockbuster era mm. in movies, and it's back. and yeah, it's just it's just kind of cool, and I'm really excited for it. I can't wait to see it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. By the time you guys hear this, I will have seen it and hopefully loved it. Uh, as I said, Man's, I Man's have, Chinese Theater, so. the, the place where the premiere happened many many years ago. Um, it's just it right. very cool. I think it premiered there. I, I, I'm in my mind. I'd like I, to see it at the ArcLight. I yeah. love the Cinerama Dome. Right. I, I, you might people might correct me. It, it might have premiered in in Westwood, the Village, but I think it, it premiered at the Chinese Theater. I'm fairly certain of that. But you you tell me, uh, loyal listeners out there, if I'm incorrect that it started the Man's Chinese in Hollywood. 
So anyway. Hashtag The Force Awakens. <laughs> yes. Uh, nobody else is using yeah. the hashtag Force Awakens. It's not Awakens. trending yet. So yeah, whoop, not a big deal going. right now. Anyway, so that's our that's our that's pretty much well, you might hear a little Star Wars mention here and there. That that's that's our Star Wars. So if you're you're tuning in to hear about Star Wars, this is not the podcast this time for you. But if, if you need you, a breather. If you need a breather and don't are tired of Star welcome. Wars. Welcome. Yeah. This is a safe place. Come come in. This is this is where you want to be at. Because we're not talking too much Star Wars. No, we're not. Briars wouldn't let me. Just kidding. Just kidding. I... She's looking at me like, how? No, dare I love you? I love Star Wars more than I think that comes across. But what can you do? Okay. Public image. It's going to be what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's get on to the list. Yes. And now the, the Disney, Disney list. Okay, our top five this week is top five Disney villains. Would you like to start us out? I feel like this is right up your alley. You love... Well, it's interesting enough, I'm going to drop Star Wars here. We talked uh, Mm -hmm. way back when about favorite Star Wars characters, Mm -hmm. and I I remember there being a very big villain uh, element on my list. Uh, oh yes. we, you remember that? I, I do. Yeah. So Mama's all the bad boys. Yeah, I like I like the uh, I like the villains. I think villains make make a movie oftentimes, and without a good villain, uh, a movie can't be quite as good as uh, you know. Mm-hmm. As those well, I noticed do have the good... for my criteria, the the villains that I chose were ones that without them, the film would not be the same. That they contributed so much, uh, bringing whether it was humor or they were so dark and that they were genuinely scary or did terrible things. Um, whereas there are some films like Frozen where there's not a clear villain or anyone that really contributes villain-wise. I yeah, mean, I don't know. I guess I feel, you know, uh, I, I can guess I'm safe to say I didn't I didn't put Hans on my on my list. But right. I but cuz you could I, take I, Hans out and still have an interesting I, film. But I like I like Hans as a villain. I like him because it's not He's in your okay. but it's not in your face as a villain. He's really not known to be a villain until probably what about two thirds into the film. Would you say? Okay, so because he's a secretive, because he's yeah, like well, dual I mean, personality. Yeah, it's kind of like he's, he kind of represents the <sighs> duplicitous individual who you think is your friend or think yeah. is who, and it's not who you expect them yeah, to be. Yeah, it's a fun twist. And you don't you don't see that a lot in Disney films. The Disney films, it tends to be the villain is in up front, face. and you know it's they're, they're the yeah. Villain. I'm looking at all my villains, and so. they're all in your face. Yeah, but so that's what I like about them. So I I happen to I happen to kind of appreciate Hans and, and while he didn't make my top five he he was in the running oh. for, for a mention so mm. uh, and I will also say that I thought that there weren't as many there were a lot of villains but there weren't as many that this wasn't that hard no. as hard for me no and I didn't come in here thinking anything perhaps maybe one or two I thought of but otherwise I'd say oh boy this is going to be hard there's a lot and then I got down and said no this it's one very, this one yeah. this one as with soon a couple. as I would see certain ones like oh you're in my top five yeah. oh you have to be right so yeah, yeah I just I thought I there was more villains I didn't really out have there. Any honorable mentions? These are my five. Okay, I, I, you know. So let, let's go with the, my number five, right? You said yes. Uh, I'm going with Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I, I voice. You don't hear her called that. The stepmother. The, the wicked stepmother. Okay, probably. yeah. I was but, like, who? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know any of the villains. El- Eleanor Audley was her was her voice over was the voiceover for mm-hmm. this character or the voice for this character. Um, I think she is different than a lot of other villains that she is kind of real evil. She mm. is subtle like run subtle her evil. You could there are real wicked stepmothers out there, I picture, who this person is. Just mm-hmm. it's she's like uh Miranda from Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. 
that kind of I, they almost kind of could be the same person in a way like it's just it's just ice running they through don't their ever veins. yell it's almost it's just like with their stares exactly. with her i just instantly envision how she's drawn and how her hair is in that tight taut bun, updo right. and uh the arched eyebrows and everything is so severe and she just never looks like a pleasant person and there are people in Even the when world she's that in, just like, can lying never in bed, she's smile like and are never happy yeah 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 she's she's just Boy, you you don't like her. And Cinderella is just so sweet, almost too much of a of a pushover. A, yeah, of a, a door a doormat or whatever. But yeah. but she is just treats Cinderella so badly, mm-hmm. and and your heart just goes out to Cinderella, and and uh, just evil, like mm-hmm. evil, but not evil, sorcery evil, or killing anybody directly evil. Mm-hmm. Just these little things that add up. That you know, go you know, do the dishes, do this, do this, not letting her have any fun. It just yeah, she mm-hmm. sucks. She yeah, does. She, she, she really sucks, sucks the joy out of life, yeah. literally. Yeah. So I, I that's that's my number yeah. five. I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're number five. My number five is Jafar from Aladdin, 1992, voiced by Jonathan Freeman. And uh, I don't know, Jafar, I, he was kind of unexpected uh, on my list, but he was one where he's very um, prevalent throughout the film, like from, from opening to ending with... Um, his little bird and and creating the cave um and he's he's there and then i i really think of the end that scene has a third or that film has a third act that you almost it goes on for so long and jafar has his like takeover where he turns into a snake and is just i don't know he has so much power as a villain and he's just um i mean he literally takes over uh poor jasmine's household and family well he's he's one of the villains who is in the house he interacts with Mm -hmm. the characters and he's a little bit he's duplicitous as well Mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about um hans he he's kind of there and although we know that this guy is a bad guy and that's Uh the difference between frozen hans and and you know jafar and aladdin is is we know he's bad but Mm -hmm. they they're clueless they Mm -hmm. they they maybe don't like him or think he's great you know jasmine but he's a he's a bad dude Mm -hmm. he's living among them yeah so He's uh, he's an evil guy. He's very evil. Yeah, yeah. And we, but I, have, I like Aladdin too, so I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I, Jafar's not on my list. He probably he brings was, the so. fun, like spice to it for. Yeah, I don't think wise. he's. I don't think he's the. F- Some villains tend to be a little funnier in a way. I don't think Jafar's. Yeah, the funny. rest are a lot more of the ones I chose. The handful that are very funny, right? So yeah, I think my number four. I think you're gonna have and probably have it fairly high. I'm not doing it on purpose. I just okay. I'm curious. Kinda, yeah, I don't know because it's from your favorite film, which is Scar. Scar is my number four. Mm. Um, I, it's on our list. He's I can tell by the smile. List. Yeah, I, I can. I Scar is. Um, we've talked. Uh, I like the Lion King. I don't love it as much as others, but I do think it's he creates. Best. He creates a great foil for like he puts everything into motion that that happens from you know, Fasa's death to to from there on. You know, just he's dark. He's very he's dark. A dark man. He's like, very dark. He's sarcastic. He he's murders Jeremy, his brother. Right. Jeremy Irons plays it, plays it well. I, su- I assume you know this, but um, Jim Cummings does the singing for it. On uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons apparently heard his his voice, and he, he wasn't like he, the singing. He was unable to to do the singing. I don't know if I knew it was one. someone yeah, else. That's my understanding. He does such that, a great that, Jim, that song. Right. is So great. Yeah. So it's uh, um, it, he's just so kind of. Troll and mm-hmm. and sarcastic and mean and 
And even when, you know, little Simba comes up and is pouncing on him mm-hmm. and you, you almost want you I'm almost waiting for Scar to just like kill eat, him right there. Simba yeah. right there. Like it, yeah. it doesn't happen. You know, it's a truly great mouth. voice performance yeah. and that enhances it. Oh, totally. Um, you totally I have some do. trivia, but I can wait and okay, share that. That's fine. But I, I don't I, I don't want to mind. Yeah. say steal your thunder, but no. I just I think he's a very good fil- villain and he really makes he makes oh. you know makes it work. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he makes the whole story work, and it, if he wasn't what he is, it wouldn't work as well as it does. No, so Mm-mm. yeah, your number yeah. four. My number four is Cruella Deville uh, from One Hundred and One Dalmatians, nineteen sixty-one, voiced by Betty Lou Gerson. Guessing that is pronounced. Um, and I, I guess I could also there is a little um, levity to this character that's brought on by um, uh. Oh goodness! Now I'm blinking on her name. <laughs> Playing it in the live action version, Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Whew. Oh, I was trying to figure out what you were saying. Okay. Sorry. Yes, um, Glenn Close did such, I think, an amazing job with the live action version. She brought, re- like, kind of revived the character because it's an older film. Um, you know, early '60s, but um, truly, a film where you can't think of 101 Dalmatians. You don't really think of the puppies and dogs that much as much as you think of she's one where like she's a villain and she runs the show yeah i think like she, it's her movie i think she ident- you identify one one dalmatians and think crow deville mm-hmm. more so than a lot of these other ones i, gr- I agree and it's such you. an interesting character because she just you know lives a, she lives a normal life and lives out in public and runs a fashion company and just is like a little crazy because she wants to um kill all these dogs and skin them. So it's like an interesting, she's like a fully functioning villain. Right. But also truly psychotic. Yeah. I, which I would, is interesting. I would say I like the, Cruella DeVille is a, is, a, is a good one. 101 Dalmatians is probably not near the top of my list as far as animated films, mm-hmm. but I like her as a villain. Oh, she's, as a that, villain, she stands out. That's an instance where, where I like the villain better than I like the movie. Exactly. I, think, so. I would say as well. Yeah. And yeah. a great entrance in, if I'm remembering correctly, in the cartoon and the film with her Rolls Royce coming up and stepping out and like the pan up of her outlandish uh, with the cigarette, mm-hmm, the cigarette, and she's so like Would that happen scary now? thin ugh, with her big fur vest. It's fabulous. Do animated villains use have cigarettes anymore? Or cigars? there's probably rules against that. Yeah, smoking. I mean, they're not rules, I but I think I wonder if that changes the the rating at all, or the, or Disney just doesn't want to do that anymore. I don't know. No, I think there are rule like they've set their own rules or. Or at least smoking in films is like a mark right. towards moving past right. in PG. An, in animated films. In all film. Right. No, but I'm, television. Saying, I'm talking about in animated especially, I would think that. Because it it's be, usually geared towards yeah. children. Although you can get away with more in animation, so I wonder mm-hmm. if it changes it's, a Yeah, bit. it's like, oh, it's not real. Yeah. It's a hand-drawn cigarette. Right. I don't know. She smokes that whole movie. Yeah, right? She doesn't that, that stop. Long, that sticky long, thing. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. yeah she's, she's just good. such a character. She is. She's a true character. And it's, like I said, it's her movie. The puppies are just living in it, you right. know. Right. Yeah. I, Without yeah. Cruella Deville, you don't have one hundred Dalmatians. I agree. We agree. Look at, Look at us. that. All right. Yes. High five. All right. We high fived. <laughs> Number three for me is one that I think Briars would guess is on mine because I've talked about him before. It's Gaston from mm, Beauty and the I Beast. Was, you were going to say. Well, I was from remembering the the musical episode yeah. and his song was your number yeah, one. So I I think gotta like Gaston. Gaston is. He is so like he's no magical powers. His 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 evilness comes from his Ugh. vanity, his narcissisticness, yeah. and whatever you want. He just expects everything to be given to him and everybody Oof. to love him. And, and as he's a girl, so deplorable. you're just like yeah. it's annoying how he just treats Belle. Yeah. Right, and it, to me, it makes a great it makes a great villain. 
this normal, supposedly good-looking guy is everything that is kind of encompasses the bad guy to me. Mm-hmm. And that is so cool. Another thing yet I love about Beauty and the Beast is is what they do with him. And, and he's not a sorcerer. He's not a Jafar. He's not a, you know, a lot of these people... He's flamboyant, I guess, in his own manly way, but he's just a, he's he's the worst. Yeah, he's just not a good guy. He's not a good guy. And even how he still just refuses to believe that Belle could love the Beast. He's so deep in his narcissism and belief in how great he is. It's like there's no way that this girl will choose the Beast, and he's just so revolted right. by the Beast. He's just a bad guy. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I did, yeah, uh, and it's. I yeah. don't like him. I mean, yeah, maybe he should be on my list because I, I don't, <laughs> you don't know. Really like him. My criteria is well. Yeah. You're, I I I love the song he sings. You don't you don't like right. it, right? Yeah, so maybe that. And I don't uh, like when he's in the movie. I'm kind of like, oh, get back to the lovebirds. Uh, see, and I, I I love when he's in the movie because well, I, I love to hate him. So yeah. there you, there you go. My number, yeah. number he's not on your list apparently. What what's your? <laughs> we're gonna have not. crossover here. I, we're gonna have more crossover. I just know that, that really. I think so. Maybe okay. not. We haven't a crossover we'll outside of yeah outside of Scar, which I thought. Now we're moving three, two, and one. I could have all been my number one. Okay. So go, go yeah, with it. Go, okay. Go my number three is Hades, Lord know. of the Underworld on my from list. Hercules. I like his character design. I like oh, his look. Oh my gosh. Don't, his, his villain isn't memorable to me, but his look is very memorable. Watch to it me. again, and he's the star of the film. Uh, James Woods voiced him. And I've got some cool trivia. Um, uh, Hades was scripted originally as a slow, menacing character until. I, I, I'm oh. sorry. Go ahead. I apologize for interrupting. Oh, okay. I didn't know which. Until um, James Woods took the role and impressed the crew with his rapid fire style. And even after the script was written, Woods ad libbed many of the lines. And the he just he's not your typical villain. He comes in and it's like he knows he's funny and doing stand-up almost. He's just riffing on, you know, what it's like in the underworld and he's like, we're here, we're gone. And he just has this style to him that's so unusual. Do you think he tried to, it came after uh, Aladdin. Do you do you think uh, it, he kind of was influenced by Robin Williams' genie at all in, in sort of how his character mm, was? No. I know they're different, but but the rapid I mean, fire thing is very much Robin Williams. Yeah, but it's it's from like the genie is so darn positive and encouraging. He's like your best friend. He's like rooting for the guy, rooting for Aladdin, and you know, literally turns into a cheerleader at one point. And Hades, it's pure like disgust of the world. I don't have time. It's a lower. It's just a completely different like shift downward. I feel like it's entirely different, and I feel like it's okay. again judging on or coming from what they said about working with James Woods, it feels like he was bringing his own sensibility, which is just like dry, very, just the driest of dry uh, senses of humor. I I think he's brilliant as it. And um, he makes the, f- the film is lackluster. It's not one of my favorites, but uh, Hades is hilarious. And I think- You mentioned Little Things because you like the song from it as well. You like Hades. Yeah, I okay. like Little Things. It's like the way it comes together. I love the music. The music in Hades would be yeah from Mm -hmm. it all the music yeah yeah okay I I should I should mention watch it again I I will I need it's one that kids don't get it I think that's the thing is his humor is all for adults whereas I think Genie's a little more like there's some shtick for the children and then there's some more highbrow jokes that only the adults will get I need to go back and watch it again and and, and watch with the kids curious what my kids react to the distance (laughs) Um, I I will say Hercules reference Richard White was the voice of 
of Gaston. I I, oh. I failed to say, and he deserves he deserves a lot of credit. So Singing wanna... and yes, okay. yes, yes. Everybody here, I think, outside of uh, Jeremy Irons, Irons are the no. There was that period um, of. I would say in the 90s, like Mulan and Pocahontas, they're all voiced and sung by different people. Interesting. Well, everybody on my thread. list. I think everybody on my list is that's oh, what I'm okay. saying. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting that they would, you know, I know Mandy Moore did the voice and the singing Well, that was voice the beginning of, of bringing it back and being right. like, well, let's just choose, even if they, you know, even if they happen to be mini celebrities like Adina Menzel or something, let's, there's enough talent out there that can sing that's well known. I, I think one thing that like, Disney Channel has a lot of you know young stars on Disney Channel, and mm. I think one of the requirements, not all, but <laughs> yes, one of the requirements you... is they they all need to be able to sing. Like, and dance. They, wanna, they well, just want you to be multi talented. Really they yeah. want you to be. Cross they can market you in a music exactly. video. Yeah, yeah, and all it, of it, it seems to be a common thing. So totally, don't be a Disney. I'm sure it's not completely the case, but if you can't sing, you have less of a chance to be <laughs> in a, a, you know a Disney anime movie or a Disney or hide it during your yeah. audition for the show. Like, mm, I'm, <laughs> I my, can sing. Yeah, I'm just my voice right now. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Make up lies. <laughs> all right. Well, in, number two. Number two is. Um, Ursula, mm. Ursula and the Little Mermaid. I love sh- her character design. It's, she's so uh, menacing to me. Like the the idea of a, a first of all, and you know, eight eight legged uh, octopus with a with a woman's you know torso on top. It's it's so creepy and scary to me, and menacing yet. You know, somehow Ariel's sucked into this. You know, it's not. It's not even her. Her strength that that is her power. Her power is her power of words. She has a way of convincing. Mm-hmm. You know, poor gullible Ariel, or or you know, whoever. All these other poor unfortunate Body souls, language. right? She's yeah, so many great lines. Yeah, just she's she's wonderful. I love her animatronic in the Little Mermaid ride at, at Disneyland at Disney World. It's such a cool animatronic. It's, they made her. Yeah, right. So it's, she's such a good villain. She's such a good villain yeah. in in. In a good movie, um, once again, very important. It, the movie doesn't happen without Ursula, and she's so scheming. And although we can see it, and it's a little bit paper thin, and I'm going to steal your voice, and now I'm going to turn into Vanessa, and um, <laughs> Pat Carroll is the voice of of uh, Ursula, by the way. But um, she does a wonderful job, mm-hmm. and uh, just it, she's just evil. I, mm-hmm. I wish she didn't die at the end of the movie. To be, I, I think she. I wish she were stuck around. Mm-hmm. Not that we're getting sequels, but I don't know. I wish she could have been there like was captured. A sequel. There were sequels. There, like, yeah, Ariel's little sister. Yeah, it might have been a prequel. Or I don't know. It's direct to video. I kind of. Oh, don't I don't. Count. Yeah, I don't so, either. Um, so I apologize. But I like. I like. I like these villains to stick around a little bit. You know, I don't mind recycling villains if they have a good story. Mm-hmm. The Loki effect, if you will, in, mm-hmm. in Avengers, uh, one of the best villains, and he sticks around and, and creates a good foil. So yeah, Ursula is a, is a big one for mm-hmm. me. And that's my number two. She was not on mine, but I I considered her. I think she is an exceptionally strong villain. And uh, yeah, she's just super memorable. And like every scene she's in pops. And it's interesting you said the ride because I was going to mention that. That's one of my favorite parts of that ride is her little segment because they created like a monster. Right. (laughs) She's so huge and just blubbery and they just it's crazy what yeah. they created they oh, brought her to life truly my fa- yeah it's my favorite room i think in and the- just how you you shift into it with her um eel guys the eels or yeah flo- flotsam and jetsam flotsam and yes jetsam. Uh-huh. yes yeah yeah so yeah, very good well done all right i'm curious if your number two is going to be my number one 
I don't think so. Okay, maybe not. Then. I don't think so. Uh, we might have crossover. If your number two is not my number one, we're not going to have any well, more zero crossover. crossover. What? What we would have? No, zero. we had. Oh, no, we, we had. had um, we had Scar. Yeah. That's why I said your number two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. my number two is uh, Isma from The Emperor's New Groove. I, I like this. You're going a little bit slightly more obscure here. It's mm-hmm. nice. All right. Yeah. Okay. Emperor's New Groove. But Groove. I stand by these villains. Okay. Emperor's New Groove is, I, I don't I haven't seen it much, but it's a good Underrated. movie. Underrated. Yes, I agree. And I agree. as I was doing the research and thing, I was like, people are going to maybe be like, oh, Emperor's New Groove. Underrated. Uh, 2000 film. Um, it. Yeah. And I was reading, I guess the production was a little questionable on it it had some shaky moments um maybe akin to like good dinosaur type stuff of rewrites and shuffling with production i mean 2000 it was during some troublesome years but it is such a funny movie i mean john goodman actually has a voice in it which is interesting it, it might have been same as sully em- emperor's new groove might have been one of the few like half decent pixar animated films that not non-pixar in that, oh, in that er- oh, era, there weren't, the a, most, there weren't a lot, right? Yeah, that, there weren't yeah. a lot, and I would put it up as the number one. I don't, okay. I don't know if any. It is so funny, and as a villain, she is hysterical. I, I guess he's not a true villain because he ends up kind of being good, but her sidekick Kronk uh, takes just as much credit and and helps make her as interesting as uh, she is. And um, so, voiced by Eartha Kitt, this really interesting older woman with this raspy voice and just every scene she's in is hysterical because she is she's a true like Disney villain ruthless to the end um, but her sidekick is this idiot and they just can't do anything right it's just such a funny film it's worth revisiting there is a tradition of idiot sidekicks for Mm -hmm. the villains I will say that it's not just the the heroes that have right right. that's true yeah but she's I don't know if people remember what she looks like Google it if you haven't seen the film or you've forgotten. She's this like ancient woman. I mean, like the wrinkles are like, falling off her face. She's rail thin, almost maybe related to Corella Deville in in size, and purple. And just like there's a point where she has a uh, cucumbers on her eyes because she's getting a facial or something, and she just just always looks like haggard. And uh, she's she's fun, yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah, I like, and I like hysterical. Okay. I like the humor. I go for the, the funny villains. I think in in some of my choices. Nice, nice choice. I Emperor's New Groove is not one that I would, uh, uh, I think of, but uh, you know, bringing back good memories of the mm-hmm. film. So now I'm interested to see. Oh, my number one I thought would be would be on your list somewhere. Actually, pretty obvious. I think I think this villain. No is, idea. I think this villain is very iconic within the Disney animated world. Oh, you know who it is. Maleficent? Yeah, Maleficent. Yeah, and I don't like her. Okay, yeah, okay. So she's not on my list. Yeah, all right. Maleficent is, is it's why I li- I'm a little bit annoyed at the live-action Angelina Jolie movie, who I think played her very mm-hmm. well. It She acted it very well. I just, the story is like, she is supposed to be bad. And that movie turned her oh, into, gave her like, like a... gave her a reason why she's bad. Oh, she's not so bad anymore. I just, that bugged me. I just want her in my... I want to think of her as this just evil sorceress. I get that, yeah. And I love the horns and just the, that face. And mm-hmm. and I'm not a huge Sleeping Beauty fan That's in the scheme of things. That's my thing, problem. But I, yeah. I love Maleficent. I love just just the vibe to her. And she just comes in there and this this great baby, you know, this this new baby, and she's going to, poor baby, she's going to basically damn, damn this baby, mm-hmm. you know, when she turns 16. Yeah. You know, so, like, it's... Wow, how, she's how, a favorite in the. I I think for most people and within the parks during Halloween, sure. she's pushed 
hardcore in the advertising. Right. And I think with being part, she's part of the Fantasmic show. Yes. Like her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I feel I feel like the Maleficent love, and I know a lot of people that have a lot of respect for her. Yeah. But the film, I think, she's one that has like risen above her film somehow, and like is her own entity. Yeah, she doesn't have I don't she doesn't I'm have a huge huge role within the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the dragon is very iconic. At the she's end, yeah. she's very iconic. Uh, Sleeping Beauty as a as an idea, I think, is very iconic. So, but as I, the movie I, I perhaps think as the character. Okay, maybe you, there's an argument for for being a little bit overrated in that sense. But yes. if, if you watch the film, her scene, she's just cold. She's kind of the Cruella Deville, yeah, coldness with power. Well, I would say she. And it like sounds that. like too. She's kind of what's interesting about a more lackluster film, perhaps. Well, yeah. a lot of people don't feel that way. It's a classic to a lot of people, but you and I mm. happen to feel that it's not as yeah as fleshed I don't know out. Many people and, though that are like Sleeping Beauty all yeah, the way. Not many. I, I mean, I don't. I, mean, think I know they're out there. But. Modern, modern, like. More close to to our our age and our generations, mm-hmm. um, perhaps. But you you go back in historians. I think people kind of look at Sleeping Beauty and see it for the for the landmark. It it truly mm-hmm. is. Uh, but it, it was a different time when they made the film, and um, it's what year was it? It was uh, nineteen fifty nine. Nineteen fifty nine. So we're going way back there. Yeah, we're going we're going way back. So. That all being said, the character design is cool. Mm-hmm. She's very iconic. I, I like what she says. I like just that the the just pure evil I feel she is, and, and that's what sells. You had a um, majority females, three three out of five. Yep, three out of five. Yeah, but there's a lot of female villains. I mean, I know I think right. female villains are are fascinating and wonderful. Yeah, I, I, sh- is... I had two, so yeah, I think there's a lot of female villains within the. The animated yeah. films. I, I wonder I, you know. what, you know, statistics, if it's 50-50. I don't know. I mean, I thought about Jafar. Uh, uh-huh. uh, Hans, I thought about. Uh, Captain Hook, I thought about. Um, but, you know, I, they're pretty pretty even split. But the, the female villains, for some reason, are much more stick in my mind as better That's villains. Great. I mean, it's it's 60% of my, you know, of the five. So it's really pretty evenly split. Mm-hmm. split but They tend to dig into, like, the psyche of the, like, I don't know. I think of, like, Cruella. Oh, uh, no, um. Ursula, she gets into um, Ariel's like mind and like messes with her. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Versus maybe absolutely. like the brute strength. The guys, of some other yeah, things. are a little more just like. Yeah. But I would throat. argue. I would argue Jafar is kind of it manipulates it with the best yeah. one too. So it, we could point out that I. Yeah. I, I think they're all we'll do an analysis. A villain, of Yeah, I mean a, val- a villain is a villain. A good villain is a good villain. Mm-hmm. And I think we all the ones we they come at it from different ways. Yes, humor. For sure. I said this before. Brute strength. A good villain makes it doesn't matter how they're a villain as long as they're a good villain. So these you are remember a lot of them. Villains. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the problems with the Marvel movies, which I love most of them, not all of them, most of them, is the villains are not are the weak link in most of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that I still love them despite the fact that the villains, in most cases, are are the weakest link to the to the films. So. Uh, I mentioned Loki being one of the few exceptions. So, but I digress. You're you're number one, which I uh, know what it is. Yes, yeah. my number one is Scar from The Lion King, voiced by Jeremy Irons, as we have mentioned, 1994, and uh, Eleanor Audley, by the way, on uh, on oh. Melissa. I can't. Oh, sorry. My apologies. No. Yeah, Eleanor, who's probably long gone at this point. So. <laughs> Go Maybe <ahead>. not. <laughs> Maybe she's still around. Right. Sorry, Scar. Um, uh, Scar. Uh, yeah. He he was kind of my clear cut, no questions number one, and I think he wins. I guess you could say, or takes the number one spot because he does 
I don't know if any of these villains were talking about straight up uh, arranges a murder. I mean, he's he's like twisted bad of his own brother and makes his nephew watch it. It's just like twisted for so many reasons. And I think the voice performance is bar none one of the best in animation that we have. And for me personally seeing it as a young child in 1994, no other film like messed with me so much to the point where I refused to watch it for about like six or seven years. Like we owned it and I just said, no, no, I can't go there. Like it was too, it was too sad and messed up and that all lies with Scar. So I think he also messed me up as a child. He left a Scar, if you will. Ooh, nice pun. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well done, well said. You're welcome. Is that a pun? I guess it's not a pun. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. Left a scar. I don't know. Um, But the trivia I was going to share is that the animators were so impressed with Iron's performance that they worked his features into Scar's face. So now you got to rewatch Lion King and have an image of Jeremy Irons to consult with while viewing the film. It's another example of a great actor bringing his, how they bring their performance, their voice performance to life through animation. Mm -hmm. It it, it seems like it couldn't be possible, but time and time again, it's been, Mm -hmm. it's proven. And I think people, maybe like a layman seeing the film just thinks, oh, they're just like saying things in an angry voice. But like, no, there's truly, there's so much depth there and so many layers. And he has all these variations he plays. I don't know. I think it's, it seems easier maybe to all of us, but it's really hard. And he, yeah. yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to do voiceover someday, but I don't think it's easy. I'm not, I'm not a voiceover, I'm not an actor, but uh, it's, it, to me, it's, pretty cool to see your voice bring a character yeah, to life that would be a, a kind of a, a bucket list thing that's I cool think, to do. absolutely right yes yeah i'm on board so well that's your number listen one, to our voices right? if you like them <laughs> people out there I, we can do variations sure I, we're just playing ourselves here i mean yeah, we can i'm sure briars has as many more than than i have so i i you know we can I don't know. What I like I'm to do. Say. I like to do uh, like Miss Piggy for my for my kids. So now you like have that. to do that. Go. No, I'm not going to do that now. But Rick, know. I don't know if I could do it. You're letting the fans moi, down. Moi, Kermie, 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 it's moi. There you I, go. I got, I got off track there. At there, the end you there. there you go. There you go. Okay, that is good some, job. I put you on the spot. You did, and I well decided done. to do it. Don't I, put me on the spot. <laughs> I, I, I don't notice, have any voices. I, I just have. Um, you speak, but it's a non-Disney voice, so it wouldn't count. Okay. I guess Miss Piggy is, is uh, Disney. Disney now. Yeah, yeah right? keeping Look it in that. the family. I just did it randomly. Okay. All right. Mouse would be proud. Okay. Good. Good. Or the frog. So, anyway, if you guys have any uh, comments or your own list at uh, the Disney Click, hashtag Top Five Disney, Disney Click. Click. Right. Say it or, together. Or hashtag the Disney click too. You know, Either we'll one. We'll get it. Either, we'll get it either one. one. Right. We're not picky here. No. We're okay. breezy. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> when you say you're breezy, you can't be breezy. That's the rule. That's we're the... casual. Yeah, yeah cool. we're you I'm know chill. just, just you know, <laughs> laid back. That's the opposite. Uh mm. so yeah. So there that. there we have it. Let's go on to the next thing. And now we go deep within the Disney Vault. Okay, our next segment is uh, kind of unique. We've never done anything like this. It's just very specific. Uh, we have this Steve Birnbaum 1990 Walt Disney World official guidebook. So this would be, um, you know, if you're taking the family in 1990, and it was actually copyright 89. 
So some stuff hadn't even, you know, oh, these, broken ground. And if this is not the first edition, these are going even several years before that, by the way. They don't, I mean, they're not, this is not the, the, the world of online publishing where things could be changed instantly. These yeah. things could be around for several years. Yeah. Um, and on the cover, it's great. It says it includes Epcot Center. So Epcot was Epcot Center, uh, which I found interesting. And um, the Disney MGM Studios theme park. As we quite refer a mouthful. to Disney MGM Studios, we talk I, about Yeah, we always talk about how day. it used to be. And, and I love the, um, the fonts that they had back then. And even the Walt Disney World font. Again, we'll try to get this up on uh, Twitter and Instagram, as mentioned. But it this is, is pre Animal nice Kingdom, nice and vintage. Yeah, pre pre Animal Kingdom and poor MGM, as we'll find out, was bare bones. But I would have been into it as it, a film. It person. still is bare bones right now. Well, then, then it was I don't know really muscle really tissue. Bare bones. <laughs> it was nothing. Uh, it yeah. opened opened up how how much? I mean, it was because it opened in eighty nine. Yeah, so yeah, so it, it was open new. less than a year when this book was right. written. So. Not not on Disney. I know they're slow, according to you building stuff. Um, also, uh, Steve, or in the intro, uh, at, the, at one point, the park is referred to as Walt Disney World Vacation Kingdom, which I had never heard that. And I was like, that's weird. And what? Which, what? which is referred to as that? What? Uh, all of Walt Disney World. Okay. Is Walt Disney World Vacation that, Kingdom. Isn't that kind of repeating yourself? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a little a, redundant. Yeah, yeah. Redundant. That's the word I was looking for. Look at that. Thank you. I had a word for uh, you. Right, uh, yeah. Um, so I thought it would just be fun to start uh, with kind of what's what's popping for if you go back in time with something like this, and that's price point. And so, uh, do you want to? Uh, do you? You? I haven't told you any of this. No. Correct. I don't, I don't price know wise. So, take a guess. Um, for Magic Kingdom, just to get in the one park, Which this is, is the not most expensive a hopper. Park now, I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, one day for an adult, nineteen ninety. Uh, boy, I will guess. I'm gonna guess thirty-five. That's pretty good. Is it? That's pretty good. What is it? Um, you're gonna get a discounted rate. It's twenty-nine dollars. Okay, all right. That's pretty good. Um, and then a child. Uh, three to nine years old would be twenty three dollars. Wow! Could you imagine those prices today? I mean, I was thinking now you can go in the park, and for twenty nine dollars, get a decent meal that might not include tip. <laughs> you know, like to put it in a little yeah. bit of perspective. Um, so to compare, there's inflation, mind you. you know, yeah, I mean, this is twenty five years of yep. inflation, but it is crazy to think you oh, could for just sure. lay down twenty nine dollars and get in the park. So yeah, I can only imagine what meals were. They they don't have they have all the restaurants listed. They don't have their price point um, for the menu. Um, a one day ticket to Magic Kingdom Park today would be one hundred and five. That's a non hopper. Just a one day one day one park, one park one hundred and five. Right. Okay. So, so it's increased a little bit. It's well, it's over three times. It's, it's seventy six dollar increase. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Thing, yeah. So you could get your entire family in. For the price you would pay for one ticket, good times. Wow, good times. That's nuts. Um, and then with the um, the hotels, <laughs> this is steeper. This is crazy. I mean, I thought the park was bad. The hotels are where they really have just gone up, gone the roof. crazy. Right. Especially with the top tier ones. Can I guess the Grand Floridian? Is that what? Do you have Grand Floridian? Yes, or? I have Grand Floridian and Polynesian. Um, both the nineteen ninety price okay, and twenty fifteen per night. Which the one do you do? Grand Floridian. I'll do Grand Floridian. 
Is this the so average this is average for, price per night? This is a standard, um, a standard just one room standard off season. Off season. Off or wait, did I okay. do on season? I think I did off. Okay. We'll we'll pretend it's off season yeah. and lie and to then, lie to the, the listener if it's not. Um off season, I'm gonna guess in nineteen ninety. Right. Uh boy, I'm gonna guess a hundred and twenty nine per night. Shot a little low this time, one ninety five okay. to two sixty five. Oh, okay, so it's way I'm low. Still thinking, I'm like, actually, it was already just expensive, even twenty five years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's I mean, that's, that's a lot for that's pricey for nineteen. Even now, that's a pretty penny. Uh, so now, if you want to stay at the Grand Floridian, the starting price is six hundred and thirty five dollars. It's crazy. I AKA, mean, it looks, it's, it's a beautiful hotel. Throw college tuition <laughs> yeah, right? and everything out the window. It's a beautiful hotel, Live your but, life, but it's YOLO. like. It's not cheap. That is not cheap. I mean, that's that's like no. Cali- those like California prices. I mean, for, that's like you can go nice stay hotels. at like yeah, Four a seasons. nice hotel on like Maui or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. that's a high price. Right. Uh, and then the Polynesian. Do you want to guess? Polynesian? Uh, the Polynesian. It's got a, It's just a, a touch little more less, affordable. Uh, yeah, say a little less. <laughs> one. I'd say one one fifty. One seventy to two twenty five. Okay. Um, a suite, if you're interested, if you have a time machine and want to go back to 1990 and get a suite, that would range between 210 and 550. So I guess if you're getting up there oh, for rooms, the 550 has to be a pretty big. Yeah, room maybe at you're that point. accommodating like right. a large family. And um, the Polynesian today, 567. Yeah. So again, just just throw your money. Look, away. I mean, just put it in a trash but can. Back, Who needs money? Back then, I, I imagine that it's not. It it was a little more of a deal back then, but it still was very expensive back then. Yeah, that's not. So yeah, it's exactly. A little bit apples to oranges now. Well, they but. did though. So com- doing the comparisons of the twenty five years, uh, they only had. It looks like. I, I mean, some are like mixed together, but about eight hotels total. I mean, or resorts in total. So you had the Contemporary Polynesian Grand Floridian. The Disney Inn, which was a Snow White themed, I had never heard of, uh, ranging starting at one fifty five. So pretty good deal there if you want to stay at the Disney Inn, um, Caribbean Beach Resort, Disney's Yacht and Beach Club Resort, Disney's Village Resort Villas, and the Fort Wilderness Campground Resort. But wow. I had never heard of the Disney Inn, and I want to look more into it. Or if anyone ever stayed there, tweet us, leave a comment on Instagram. Um, yeah, a Snow White themed. It must have been short-lived and then renovated. Like right. something it didn't have been, click. So, yeah. Or I wonder if it was uh, maybe knocked down and that's where they built Animal Kingdom or something. That poor Disney Inn, never heard of it. I wonder what I wonder. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I was there. I, when I first went down there to stay as a little youngin, I stayed at the Polynesian. And I love, I mean, mm. we talked about it. I love the Polynesian. And I have, I've never stayed. That's the only time I've ever stayed at the Polynesian. Since that one time, it, it, there's just so many options now, and I tend mm-hmm. generally, if I had a lot of money, okay, maybe I'd opt there. But I think I'm just as happy staying at a lot of the other resorts mm-hmm. now, and not paying the price of the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian. We were big into the, um, you remember what they call the sports one? The, the sports complex, yeah, the All Stars, the All Star. Yeah. That's that was our last time. I that think. was our no two our times go to. Um, They're so. Che- I, I'm not a big fan of. Of those, the economy. I I don't like the idea of showering in the same place. If I'm on a cruise ship, it's one thing, but which one is that? Well, when we stayed over a decade there, now uh, we stayed at one of those. Okay, and 
granted we had a, a room right off the main pool it was really crowded the the, the room was clean and inadequate mm-hmm. but the bathroom was very much like there was a drain in the middle of the floor and the shower okay, was took up like half the bathroom and i felt like you're showering in the same place it just it was yeah. you don't spend a lot of time or we weren't at that time spending a lot of time in the room so it wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal but but now i'm a little bit older i i kind of like a little yeah. bit more i don't need big comfort but a little more comfort than what they provided me we stayed time. one time at Dixie Landings, mm-hmm. um, which did not it's exist not, in 1990 and is no more now. No, yeah, it doesn't I think exist it closed anymore. in the late 90s. It's Port Orleans now, right? Yes. I think it closed for PC reasons um, or was renovated. And that was a really nice, like mid level, you know, it's a little above the All Stars, but not the Polynesian or any of these. Um, but really fun and nice, had a lot of acreage. We still have our, um, our like plastic mugs that they gave us. And my dad, like loves to repeat to us that he got um if you bought those mugs for maybe like five or seven dollars or whatever it was free drinks for your whole week you were there you could go to the soda fountain and fill up on on coca-cola and he loved that he's like kids get your mugs and just fill up and he was like this we're saving so much money and they don't i mean they would never do that today because they can get so much money out of you well they know they have a they have a situation when i was there uh i think about four Free Four refills? plus years ago, they had you had a certain cup around the resort. I believe you could you bought a cup and you could hmm. get free refills around the resort. I don't know. I wonder how much the, it is now. If it's like twenty dollars yeah, or twenty five dollars, I'm that sure deal. those those who've been to Disney World more recently than we have would would tell us. Yes. But I remember there being something. See, I see them discontinuing happen. that yeah, and being know. like, "Ooh, where else can there we get another dollar?" In? There might be a microchip in the you bottle cup out. that allows them to to judge when a certain day ends. You can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember. Exactly. They did so not have that. Well, yeah. Okay. There were no microchips all right, well, in the yeah. 90s. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'll just briefly go through each park and kind of talk about fun things that existed that I'd never heard of, um, having not even gone this or I never even went in 1990. Uh, so in Magic Kingdom, did you? there was something called Mickey's Birthday Land. And in October of 1988, to celebrate Mickey's 60th, Walt Disney World created Mickey's Birthday Land, a special addition to the Magic Kingdom that covered a three-acre site adjacent to Fantasyland. So I believe it's what turned into... They expanded Fantasyland. Um, or pro- is this what turned into Toontown? Or or maybe they moved it. Know. But from know. the description, it sounds like it was his house and um, a little more involved. Like there were performances and jugglers and things. It just sounded so cheesy. Mickey's Birthday Land. I'm sure a lot of the stuff. Is and he was cheesy. big for the ten and under crowd. And Disney can be pretty cheesy in some spots too. Let's yeah. Not, yeah. This is just interesting. I'm like interesting. Right. They're sitting around a boardroom and they're like, "We got to celebrate Mickey's birthday." Let's create <laughs> pay Mickey's homage birthday to the mask. Yeah. Of course. Maybe it's the name that they didn't they didn't do a good job with. <laughs> doesn't doesn't have a lot of imagination land. to it, does it? Yeah. But we what do we know? It's probably, it's a lot harder to come up with good things. It's than, no more. Yeah, I, it it's gone. Yeah, we don't know. I don't know if it. I think it transformed into Toontown, or I, they were inspired by its popularity, and it became Toontown. Right, that's my guess. Okay, uh, Skyway to Tomorrowland was still there in 1990. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. I mentioned that recently. Mm-hmm. It's, I remember that was a childhood favorite of mine. I never went on yeah. it. Now, I mean, the subs are not one of my favorites now, but that was as a kid. I really that left an impression on me. And it's located well, in Fantasyland. Right. Mm-hmm. Near Autotopia. I know it's in Tomorrowland, but I always remember going to- You're talking about Disneyland. Disney it's World. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, it's but it's no, in the, Fantasyland. No, the Auto- Autotopia cars are in- Where are they in Walt Disney World? 
I thought that was in Tomorrowland in, in Walt Disney World. They are as well. I don't know. So I just thought, I just remember so going from the subs to mm-hmm. to Autotopia cars in Walt Disney World. Okay. So, so I don't know where they similar. are now, but that's not our home park anymore. Right. So, you know, Disneyland, I could tell you. Disney World, it's a little harder. Mission to Mars was still there, um, which I never did. You, you did that Mission to Mars? Yeah, I, I don't remember it very well, but I, I did do it. I, okay. I was there. And then some of the live entertainment was interesting. I mean, you still had your Dapper Dan's. Um, but then some things, Kids of the Kingdom, Fantasy in the Sky was the fireworks, yeah, fireworks show. Yeah, that one's a You remember that? One. Yeah. I mean, I that's just one that's that's talked about a lot. So And um the main the street. fireworks kinda the fireworks kinda blend together to me, by the way. I'm the the new one in, in the sixtieth anniversary fireworks are special and different. Yeah. But a lot of them kinda kinda blend together for me. So um, the and the Main Street Electrical Parade was going on at love this time, that. yeah, which love is that. cool. We got a great definitely saw that. Ooh, showing him the picture. Yeah, look at that. Try this to get is that enticing uh, podcast viewer listening. <laughs> Sorry, no, it's, it's um, cool. It's cool. I love, yeah, love but so that so Magic Kingdom out of all the all these parks, hands down, least amount of changes. Okay, I mean, there's still some big ones with like Skyway and stuff, but pretty much established. You've got you know all your main rides: Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain. It's we move into Epcot and things get a little more like this is a different park. Twenty five years ago, I, the the Epcot of twenty five years ago, it's called I, Epcot Center to yeah, begin with, it that, has a different and, name. And frankly, that one I would, I would put that up against what Epcot is now. Right? Yeah, Epcot yeah, Center. and and I actually find this one more intriguing. Yeah, like there's a well, lot. Well, there's more going on. A lot it's newer. more. It's, they got yeah. rid of a lot of stuff. Well, they just I think the Future World part really. I think the future World Showcase is, but the Future World is not doesn't have. I don't know. It just it was dated. Maybe a lot of the things they had there were dated. Now they get rid of them. We have a little cartoon figment uh-huh. lingering throughout, oh, just yeah. to remind us there that Journey into Imagination right. still exists. We'll have to take some pictures of these and put them up on yeah, the social media yes, stuff for sure. Um, love the black and white photos. Uh, so yeah, you had Future World. Um, I love that they start all of Epcot. There's a picture of Figment and the Dreamfinder because I think the Dreamfinder must have just been lurking around. Creepy man Epcot with the, the beard, right? Is he creepy or is he your friend? We don't know. I, we don't know. Does he talk? I, I, Does he I hope speak he's English? Your, I, I feel like he's friend. German or something. And he's like, doesn't even speak English. Which uh, would I be hope great. he's not a special friend. I mean, this is Disney <laughs> we're talking about here, okay? And you were saying that Magic Kingdom was the cheapest, but I think actually here they have the prices uh, as the same. If you're doing a single now, day hop. No, Ma- I never said Magic Kingdom was the most expensive. Now it's Magic Kingdom is the most expensive. Oh, so now you pay more for it. For Magic Kingdom, Interesting. yes. Okay, yes. okay. Um, so yes, yeah, so you have Future World, um, the land. You do you remember the land? Uh, is this I the one where you where you go through and you get to see them growing things? Like there's agriculture. You're seeing. I that's listen to the land. But it's part of the so land. The, la- the, land, the land is the land is its own um, overarching uh, area. Okay. And then within it, I was most intrigued by Kitchen Cabaret, Cats Cabaret with a K. Um, and let me just read, and I'm sure there'll be some listeners out there that th- remember this. And there's a picture. Um, Bonnie Appetit is the star of this zany show about good nutrition. Each of the four acts focuses on one of the main food groups. Dairy products, fruits and vegetables, meats and proteins. And cookies. And grains and cereals. Cookies. Mm, close. Oh, okay. No cookies. Darn. Um, I don't like this. I mean, yeah, no, there's a moment where you're like, am I at Disney? I think as a kid I might have been, like, it's hysterical now to look and see, like, this was a ride. 
hosted by... Yeah, they by really... It was really about educating Educating, yeah. And, they were and, trying. I mean, it was popular for a while, and, and mm-hmm. I, I think, as I said, I think they've I think gone away five from and unders would get really into this. They're like, the food's talking to me. This is cool. Yeah. But I think... After that, kids are like, "This is silly." There were I a lot of like cool it. things in in. I, I was the at the harvest. I was tour. at Epcot. You're thinking of the harvest. Yeah, I tour. think that's what I'm thinking. Okay. I was at Epcot this this time. It was it was. I liked Epcot. I, it wasn't as as fantastical as the Magic Kingdom was, but you know, Captain EO, uh, well, of which course. has made its return a lot to Tomorrowland. It's gone, it's gone now in, uh, in, uh, in Disneyland. In Disneyland, I think it's rumored to be going away in Walt Disney World if it's not already. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I know it's gone in Disneyland. Interesting. Yeah. The Image Works, um, World of Motion, all of the, I mean, there's just there were just all these little, little, almost um, like tiny little rides, all like under these different pavilions. This is interesting how much Epcot had going on in the early days, and now I really feel like I don't know they've they've let it maybe focus to the the pavilion. It's, it's World Showcase, the Eating at World Showcase, and Test Track, and Soren, and then everything else. I feel like is mm-hmm. sort of. Fallen by the wayside. So, I mean, the living the, seas the ride Nemo in and, um, the main one. Yeah, the space, spaceship Earth. Yes, which was art, which was here. Yeah, and I mean, has been updated cool greatly. Things, but there's nothing that's like there's not a lot of thrills and things to do if you're not into food and drink and you know a couple of the other things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like World Showcase as I said, but as a park, the rest of it is sort of like eh, mm-hmm. you know, not as intriguing. Yeah, you know? it's just like there was so much. There was um, Horizons, Wonders of Life. Um, which held Body Wars, uh, Cranium Command. Then you have the Universe of Energy. I mean, Epcot is kind of never Communicore East. I can't even keep up with there was so much. So, yeah, it, it makes me, I, I give Epcot a hard time, but it had a lot going on a, in it the was 90s. A cool, it was a cool park. It needs some TLC now, but it was, yeah, a, it was a great exactly. park. Uh, I really, I re- and I, you know, I don't know. There's no other place within a theme park that I'd rather go to eat than at World Showcase. Mm-hmm. That's what it still has. But everything else, it's you know, it's just too far and few between. Once you get away from the World Showcase and eating mm-hmm. there and drinking and and you know all the, the you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So and it's interesting uh, how much there was. And MGM Studios. Yes, last but certainly not least, Disney MGM Studios theme park. Um, as Chairman Michael Eisner said when it officially opened. Welcome to the Hollywood that never was and always will be, which kind of is like... That's kind of contradicting. Yeah, contradictory. You're like, is that possible, Michael? I'm confused. It's Disney. Of course it is. Yeah, it doesn't exist, but but it's always here. (laughs) I like it. Um, And it still had the water tower known as the Earful Tower. Um, and I, what, what the book, the guidebook actually was reading a little bit of what he was actually saying in terms of his guiding you into the park. He said, uh, the extent to which guests can participate in the attractions, uh, stood out to him at MGM studios. And I think that was maybe early on, they were really trying to make it like participate, be a, be a part of the, well, they, the they, acting or they wanted to be hot. They wanted to be Hollywood East. They really had designs to have it be, uh, you know, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Hollywood in and they made in Florida. I believe Lilo and Stitch and Brother Bear did, were made on the, in the park right. in a on a soundstage. Right. But I'm guessing the thing what they ran into is you have a pool of town and people feed off each other, and it really works better back then 
having them in all one place. So there's business meetings. Yeah. And we didn't have the communication ability that we have now to get things done mm-hmm. across the computers and all that sort of thing. So I think eventually it just people didn't want to go to Florida. The mm-hmm. creative talent, they want to be in Florida. And it made economic sense also to be in L.A. And mm-hmm. it's just that part of it fizzled yeah. out a little bit. Which is a bummer. Um, but, yeah, the park had so... Um, so little going on at this time. Again, as we mentioned earlier, it had barely been opened a year when this book was it had written. The great, the great movie ride, your favorite, it right? It did. It had the great movie ride. It had no Tower of Terror. No, no rock and roller coaster. No rock and no roller coaster. Fantasmic. No Star Tours. No Star Tours. No, no Fantasmic. Toy, Toy it didn't Mania. have that whole. If you look at the map, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. You know how usually you walk in and you make a right immediately to go on yeah. all the fun rides. The Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard. None of that was Boulevard. there. Which is, I mean, again, it's it's the early stages of a up of a park that. Um, it was really the backlot tour was the big thing. The great movie ride, and it was so good. Then, um, yeah, just everything. The, the backlot tour was so much more involved. So some other things that were were interesting that I found, and we actually had a, a fan mention this on um, Instagram, I believe. this, And I had never heard of this until reading about it in this book and hearing them them bring it up. Superstar Television. And it um, gives you the opportunity to have a role in a famous television show. Um, the roles are up for grabs. Um, while waiting in line, they choose people. And the entire attraction took about 45 minutes, which I like that. I think it's fun when like you settle into something. And I guess if there's not much else going on at the park... 45-minute attraction doesn't sound too bad. One of my favorite memories of going to Universal Studios Hollywood as a as a young kid is there was this show. The earthquake. No, no, no. no. Oh. It, was a, it was a show where they cast a lot of the audience members to be within this making a film, a special effects film thing. And I got cast as one of the Blues Brothers, and we got the pies in the face and going through the driving in the mall. And, mm-hmm. and, and I still have the video, so it's on VHS somewhere. Yeah. But look, that was one of my favorite memories. And this sounds a little bit, maybe a little bit in that. In that and I, yeah, I remember a Universal trip as a child when uh, they were, we, were re- we were acting out an earthquake scene in a movie, and the guy was looking for volunteers. And my dad tried to volunteer my mom, and who did not want to go up. And the man taking volunteers took took pity on my mom and made my dad come up. And we as kids just lost our minds. We were dying laughing. We thought it was so hysterical. He had to go up when he was trying to volunteer her. And so it's just interesting how these kind of memories, I mean, as much fun, we love, we love Tower of Terror. We love Rock and Roller Coaster. But we've been on it so many times that you don't have as distinctive memories. And a ride like this is a true experience that, like, if someone in your party that you're going with, whether it's family, friends, or your immediate family gets called up it's like oh my gosh this is so exciting you're talking about it yeah exactly to your family and it feels unique even though thousands and thousands of people have done it before you it just feels it's all about so special yep and so yeah there's definitely like another level of of how intrinsic that memory is but that's all that was in that that park just doesn't have much going on at this point it just opened up it had yeah it had a lot more um so i guess they had an animation building where you could walk through and see animators working on films and there was something called the monster sound show which gave guests the opportunity to create the sound effects for a short film so a lot more kind of like sit in a theater, take it in, um, be a part of it. A lot more immersive, yeah. like what we're talking about. So it felt like it was just an entirely different park. Just like how Epcot was a learning park. It was like MGM was um, a, a film park where you got to participate in making movies. And now both those parks are kind of just veering into attractions, rides. Yeah. Get on the ride, what get I off mean, the ride. Right. 
That's your photo I mean, taken. There's still, there's still shows and things, but it's it's definitely a different world we're living in, mm-hmm. and the demands are, are, are different, and things evolve as, mm-hmm. as we've seen. Uh, this park today would not last. Shout out River Country, uh-huh. isn't that there you? you? Go, right, uh huh. <laughs> River Country's in here that. with a great visual for the brain of, um, eating. Yeah, the kids creatures. look happy. Look like they they made it through without without getting <laughs> most, infected. Most did, Briars. Most did. That's good. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just interesting to to think about. Um, I mean, twenty five years is a long time, but at the same time, um, it, so much the parks are entirely different. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Awesome. So, well, that's illuminating to say the least. That this is this was our our Walt Disney World not too long ago, twenty five years ago. Yeah. It it's, now it seems like a long time ago, but it's really you know a lot changes each decade. And so when I joke about or when I say I'm frustrated with Disney not doing anything there for ten years, ten years is is a lifetime in in park speak. So I'm happy they're doing things now, but it but it's. You know, to not do any, not no, no e-ticket rides, and yeah, and, you know, and that but you step back and see what they've done in twenty-five years. It's I do, a lot, but I feel like, but I think I have a right as a as a parko to expect to expect more than what Disney World has given us. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I think that yeah, I'm, that's that's just you know, yeah. I, I think we we come at it from different angles. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't feel know. like they've done a lot, but. Not enough recently, but they're doing they're doing it now. They're, <laughs> they're rectifying it now. But they so. can't build forever. They can't buy no, but Florida. They, I think they can build constantly within park and give us something every few years, something significant every few years. Forever. Uh, I, I certainly look if they have a year, a time where it takes the rest of four time? or five years. If if you take every three years to give us something significant, I think that's reasonable to expect. I'm not saying every year. I'm not even saying every two years. I don't know. I just something significant. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's they have enough money to do but it. Then they I get the upset power. when they change so much. Like I look back at this Epcot yeah. and I'm like, I don't know. I want to go on the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, ride. they don't have infinite space or anything like that. But mm-hmm. there are some rides and things that that don't need to be around anymore. They have empty pavilions sitting at Epcot right now, so they mm-hmm. they have the space without taking something away at Epcot for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, if you have any of your own opinions, um, old rides you remember, attractions you miss, um, be sure to share it with us on Instagram at the Disney Click as well as on Twitter at the Disney Click. Yeah. So, with one one more thing, we have some uh, some some sad news mm-hmm. here from uh, from our friend Briars, and yes. I'll, I'll let you I'll let you you go from here. Yes, uh, some sad news. Um, unfortunately, this is my. Last episode as a full-time co-host with Rick, I've just um, had to assess my my schedule and things uh, with with acting and just being busy with uh, classes and and decided that um, I'm gonna have to take a step back from the podcast. Um, it's been it was a weighted decision, not easy one to make, and I've really loved love my time here and love Disney and getting to explore um, things I'm passionate about, such as Pixar. I know people know that. But then also, you know, to delve more into the Marvel universe and things that I don't know as much about. It's just all been a really great experience and um, one I will treasure. So, And I'm also just really grateful to all the fans uh, that we've we've developed um, out there, all the listeners. So I'm really grateful. And I hope I can come back. So it's like an Oscar speech. I like it. I like it. You are, you are, I've you been are practicing welcome. my Oscar speeches. You are welcome back any time. We are um, 
course, sorry that that Briars is leaving mm-hmm. uh, for for good reason, and then hopefully you will not be the last you've heard of Briars outside of on this podcast. And um, you know, we are as well taking a, a little hiatus. It's the holiday season, and, mm-hmm. and with Briars leaving, we have to uh, reorganize a little bit. So mm-hmm. we hope you guys will stick with us between now and and the next time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we are we it's go back fun, and though. listen to all twenty one episodes yeah, that's right. and. Right. Yeah. Review them. Twenty-one episodes doesn't sound like a lot, but it's it. You know, twenty-one weeks sounds like a lot. <laughs> you know, that way. It, right. it's, yeah, it's an episode a yeah, week. Every Time week. wise, we, we yeah. managed to put one every week, and that's something that I didn't think we were gonna mm-hmm. be able to pull off with Briars and I, but mm-hmm. but we've done it. And, yeah, uh, we've really enjoyed it, and you mm-hmm. know, a lot of some some prep. Some, I've enjoyed I, the banter. We always I've enjoyed right you as a co-host for I, sure. I think I've enjoyed you as a co-host. that might not come across sometimes because we like <laughs> we to, like each other. We like to go at it but that's what's fun yeah we briars and i always say that we you know there's there's some some work and research believe it or not that doesn't always sound like (laughs) it but after the work and research which sometimes is tough and hard with our schedules Mm -hmm. that we always our our favorite thing hands down is getting in this the podcast room and yes and you know once our producer says rolling that's when the fun starts that's what we really enjoy i think we'll i'll certainly miss uh having briars right across from me on the on the the uh, the podcast, but thank uh, you. Been, I will miss yeah. having you across from oh. from me. Not not <laughs> not, <laughs> not what? Not being abused by me, right? No, okay. it's fun because okay. then I get to abuse you That's back. That's true. That's true. You're good at that. An abusive you, you are good at it. We like too. each other. Yeah, we do we, like we, each other. We beat up on each other, but like each other. Yeah, too. it's all it's all love. Yes, yes. You know, we we challenge each other. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say so. Yes. So best of best <laughs> to of watch luck, more Mar- Marvel and I, movies, and, I, and you'll you'll. Uh, I have a feeling you know Briars will will step in here and there. In I the hope future. so. Yeah, I'm but, going uh, to to World in a few weeks here, and okay. I can finally it's like I have all these built up assessments, and I know Disneyland so well now because I go so often. I'm right. really excited. I'm going to be constantly like, okay, there's an extra drop here on Pirates. I'm going to be hyper aware. I'm yeah. excited. And I and I want to hear from uh, from. Those of you, I know we have at least a handful of, of people who listen. I, w- I want to know kind of what you want to hear in the future and what's what's important to you. And you know, we're listening, mm-hmm. and uh, just you know, we have some some I'm ideas. So appreciative. And Everything so. that everyone's written back yeah. is really fun, and it's been really cool and great to hear. Yeah, we great, appreciate a lot it. of and positive support. We don't, we don't. While we enjoy talking about this, we we like to know that we have people listening yes. and feel like we're not just talking to hear ourselves talk. Yes. So it's neat to yeah. yeah to see fans reacting and and getting engaged and feeling you know that Disney connection and liking what we say or just being you know intrigued by by it. Right. We we're, don't we're, ever we're, claim we're criticizing. to say yeah. All right. Yeah. It's okay. We can take yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Be honest. So, so this is uh, that's it. We'll mm-hmm. I hope everybody has a great holiday. Yes. And a great Happy New holidays. Year. Happy New Year. And uh, we will uh, see you sometime, hopefully soon, in the new year. Yes. We'll, we'll talk to you then. Take care. Right. Bye. The Disney Click is a Meltdown Presents production, produced by Terry Luberoff and Mason Booker. Audio engineer, the miracle worker, Mason Booker, with your hosts, Rick Luberoff and Briars Newman. Our theme song, King of the Swingers, is performed by the Swing Ninjas and provided by freemusicarchive.org. Jazzy Frenchie is our break music and can be found on binsound.com. End credit music, Dill Pickles, is performed by the Heftone Banjo Orchestra and provided by freemusicarchive.org. 
Don't forget to tweet us at the Disney Click. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Disney Click. Use the hashtag Top5DisneyClick to share your own Top 5.